Sports Show. When you have a lot of competitive people in a family, game night can turn ugly real, real fast. So we want to know what went down or what went wrong during your family's game night or your friend's game night. 1-855-BIRCHO, 855-237-8746. And producer Amber is going to kick it off for us. All right, so I'm going to let you guys know, I love game night. That's like one of my favorite things to do with friends and family. It's cheap, it's a good time, and usually alcohol is involved, you know. Uh, Recently, my cousin uh, Mello and my best friend, uh, Wesley, y'all met him. We have been just having these random impromptu game nights. I went on Amazon and bought like three different types of Unos. Uh, we got Uno Dare, Uno, and that's the one you like do like random dares that pop up out of nowhere. It's crazy. Um, and then there's Uno No Mercy. There's a draw 10 card on in there. Mm. Oh. So no mercy, bro. Like, <laughs> And then there's like giant Uno. It's like a regular Uno, but it's just really huge cards. So we're just going having a good time. And then I remember we were playing uh, another game. It's called... Taco, taco, cat, goat cheese, pizza, I think is what it's called. And the object of the game is to put down a card and whatever the card says, uh, you have to say taco, cat, goat cheese, pizza in order. So each card, one of the cards is going to, when you put down like a cat and you say cat, that means you got to hit the card. You know, it's kind of like, it's a lot of fun. Anyways, we're playing that game. Things got kind of crazy. I may or may have not uh, jammed my cousin's finger playing that game. Okay, wow. It got crazy. Um, Y'all got real injuries. Yeah. So I'm assuming, right, I'm assuming that if anybody calls in, we all know Uno is a crazy game. Things can get real. But spades, obviously, that game can get real. But the one that people are sleeping on, spoons. I love spoons. Spoons. I love spoons so bad. Spoons. Oh, yes. Remind what me. Spoons? What is spoons? I'm only familiar with forks. <laughs> <laughs> or sporks, maybe. Yeah. Uh, spoons is fire. So pretty much you have a deck of playing cards. And what you do is you have, uh, I think at least three people or more playing is a good way to play. At least. So yeah. however many people you have, mm-hmm. you have that many spoons minus one. So yeah. you've got 10 people playing. You have nine spoons lined up in the middle of the table. Yeah. And then one person starts and you hold a card. You always have to have two cards in your hand. No, four cards. Oh, we've always done two. Oh, you know what? Depend- I guess it's home rules. Yep. Home house rules. So two Look, or four. Fighting starting already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two or four. And so you 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 um go around and like you keep drawing. And what you're what you're trying to get is four of a kind. Mm-hmm. Four so, of the same card. Or for us, we were doing two of a kind. So four of a kind. So as soon as you get four of a kind, you grab a spoon. And then as soon as you grab a spoon, everybody else has to grab a spoon. Whoever mm-hmm. doesn't get a spoon, they're out. Uh, you take a spoon out. Like musical you, chairs. Yes. Okay, but more it. violent. And you can like you can fake people out. So if you go in <laughs> and somebody grabs a spoon and you don't really have four of a kind, they're out. Favorite. When I was in college, we played spoons, and I was dating this hot chick. She was so hot. Oh my god! Anyways, we're playing spoons. I got like like the fourth three or something. I, and, but I, I subtly grabbed it. I, I did one of these numbers. Mm-hmm. But, I, but everybody kept playing, and I'm just sitting there with the spoon in my hand, like ah. Uh. So then everybody starts to reach for the spoons because they realize what happened, and somebody accidentally like hit the spoon, like it just kind of went flying. And so I tried to help my girlfriend at the, at the moment and try to like push it towards her so she can get a spoon accidentally punched her in the chest yeah. <laughs> accidentally ch- okay. touched her breastuses yeah oops <laughs> alright um, Sarah welcome to the birth show let's try to be delicate um, yeah. about this because it's still a little bit early but what uh, what went wrong during your game night so Monopoly is never fun for um, families to play because tensions get high just like Uno <laughs> um, and uh, I was the only single one in a group of couples playing and some couples were instead of trading properties, trading piano lessons. Oh, and they, um, different things relating to musical lessons. And so um in front of everybody I ended up winning. So I mean I didn't trade anything, but I I ended up winning, so yay. But um it was it was definitely interesting. There was parts where people were, like, tired of playing, so they gave their property to one of their couples, and then other people were getting mad. And I was like, no, it's just merger and acquisitions. Like, totally <laughs> part of capitalism. So, yeah. <laughs> people who have never listened to the show are so confused right now. <laughs> Monopoly with uh, Monopoly special favors. What, where no. the, what, wait, were the favors in front of everybody? Um, no, it was 
for them later in the night. Like, <gasps> okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. That makes me a little better. That's two different All games. Right. <laughs> yes, I don't know if that's going wrong as it, it's as it's so much as is it going right. <laughs> Be like, I don't know where the thimble went. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the bedroom. <laughs> um, uh, Rachel. There's something about Monopoly hey. that, that makes people go crazy. Hey, Rachel, how did game night go wrong for you playing Monopoly? So it was another Monopoly night for my family. We were playing. We had all been playing this hardcore game of not Monopoly for about a week. Ooh. And like, yeah, it was it was every night we were getting back to this game. And the whole game, my son had had the game. He, he was winning every single night until the last night. I finally, like, he had the park place card, and I had finally won it, which was going to take the game from him, and he refused. He took the card. He's like, no, this is my card. I'm not canning it over. It's mine. He was so petty about the whole thing. Like, he went to his room, and he wouldn't talk to me for, like, a day. How old, How is, old he? is he? Yeah. He he was like seven at the time. Uh, oh, okay. That ends up. Um, you said twenty-three, right? <laughs> no, but you know what you have to do on his wedding day. That's what. That's the gift you have to give him as a park place card. <gasps> oh, I love that. Because that is that's that. So yeah, cute. yeah. That's a memory that he, he's never going to be able to live down. But that's it's right. actually property this time. It's not the other. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I have a question for you guys. Have any of you ever finished a game of Monopoly? No. 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 Never even tried to. No. Never my, finished it. How family, are they playing every night? <laughs> no, literally. My family we weren't board game people, so I don't even know if I started a game of Monopoly. <laughs> but that's how they were able to finish. Because you play, you leave the board where it is with all the stuff and you go back every night until like you puzzles. can wrap it up. Okay. The Burt Show. All right, so if you ever have a dilemma, you can always hit up theburtshow.com and shoot us an email. So this particular email, her sister is a single mom who wants to throw her six-year-old a blowout birthday party but she needs a Kickstarter to make it happen. Does this sound a little familiar? It, we literally just <laughs> talked about it in the 6 a.m. e-buzz with Alyssa Milano. All right, so would you support it or tell her, uh, tell her to scale it back? Abby's got the email. Hi, Bird Show. P1 Tara here. I need your help and advice. My sister Tanya is going crazy for her daughter's sixth birthday. Tanya is a single mom and her daughter is an only child, so she wants her to have the best birthday ever. So Tanya started a Kickstarter campaign for her six-year-old's birthday party. She wants her daughter to have a huge blowout princess party, but Tanya only has a part-time job. So in order for this to happen, Tanya needs these donations. I don't like the idea, and I think Tanya could have a great party for my niece without it being a huge Kickstarter-funded blowout. Would you donate to Tanya's Kickstarter for her daughter's birthday party if asked? What would you guys tell Tanya to do? Thanks, Tara. All right, Burt Show fam, if you have any thoughts, one 855 burt 855-237-8746. Mo? I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, if this was, yeah, for my niece, I, I don't, I think regardless of if she can do it on her own or not, if, if I'm the person who's going to say that you shouldn't do this, then I feel like I should be prepared to actually take care of the funding then. But, I mean, you don't really know her finances or her situation. So, for me, if she is trying to come up with some help in order to make uh, a big blowout party happen for her six-year-old. I, that's her prerogative. I, I wouldn't get in the way of that. I feel like I, I feel like a way to make this work that, that's not off-putting to like your, your guest or whomever, like maybe if you send out the invitation to family and friends and be like, hey, in lieu of a gift, mm. can you please donate mm. here because I really want to make this party big. So there won't be a lot of presents, but you'll have the princesses there. You'll have all the decorations you want. You'll have the cake you want. And it's all because, you know, people who you were going to invite and who are able to benefit from said party because they're going to be at the party. I think that makes a little more sense than actually throwing a kick. I mean, people throw Kickstarters for anything and everything. Um, and I mean, if she, she just, if this is what she's trying to do for her mom, I can't fault a mom for wanting, to, you know, her daughter to have an awesome birthday. Um, but maybe go about it that route and rather than a Kickstarter. Yeah, I like the idea of it being in lieu of a gift because I also think it kind of sets the mental parameters as to how much you would donate to this party because most people aren't going to spend more than say like, 
50, maybe $100 on somebody who's turning six. So if you get like five or 10 family members to donate, I feel like that's a very reasonable birthday party for a six-year-old. But then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, you're starting this Kickstarter, but what are you asking for? You know, I know you want it to be special and I know you want it to be a big deal for your daughter. But at the end of the day, like she's just turning six, you know, it's not her 18th birthday. Cause I'm at the age where a lot of my friends, they want to do trips for their birthdays. And I got no problem, you know, going away for the weekend and, you know, splitting an Airbnb. But sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, you want me to fly across the country for your birthday? It's kind of like you're asking for a thousand dollar birthday present. So I think framing it like it's the birthday gift makes a lot of sense because I think it kind of gives everyone the parameters as to what most people are going to donate to this cause, if you will. Hey, Sierra, welcome to the Burr Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. Any thoughts? Hey, what's up? Yeah, she can do whatever she wants for her kid. Like, that's her kid. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to do whatever you need to do for your kid. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because I was was kind of torn when I read it. And then at the end of the day, it's like, as a parent, you know, you want your kids to have better than you had. And if this is something that she's passionate about and she wants her daughter to have, then, you know, so be it. That's how I feel about it. Like I said, it's her prerogative. That's her kid. But at the end of the day, I do love your idea because if you ask me to come to a party and donate 50 or $100 to help you do the party, that that, that's the gift. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I ain't coming with an extra gift on top of that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alexis, so you're, you're against this idea? Yes, I'm against this idea because as a single parent, I wouldn't expect someone to donate that much money to me mm-hmm. for a big party. We've done a free birthday party at the park for my kids, and people have shown up and done stuff for them. I just think you have to live within your means. Gotcha. All right, thank you so much. All right, so I got to let you know, Abby, I know how much you love cats. <sighs> yes, ma'am. Um, give a little shout out to your kitty cat at home if she's listening. Uh, hey, Della, I know you're ignoring me. She takes any opportunity to not listen to me, so I, I doubt she's turned on my local radio. All right, so for a $50 donation to an animal shelter in New Jersey, they will name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter it. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Homeboy doesn't need to procreate. So there's an animal shelter in New Jersey called Homeward Bound Pet Adoption, and they are offering this special for Valentine's Day. So for a $50 donation... Like I said, they will name a feral cat after your ex, and then they will chop its balls off. Wow. So when y'all see Josh roaming around the woods, you know who named it. All right. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. People are wondering why you can't search for Taylor Swift anymore on Twitter slash X, but first... Time to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's your breaking Davis news now on The Burt Show. Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl! <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who else is going to the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs and the 49ers, but, you know, mainly Taylor <laughs> Swift. Listen, if, if she's going to get the credit anytime the Chiefs lose or if she's ruining football because they're showing her on the screen, I think she deserves to get the credit for taking the Chiefs to the Super Bowl now. I think oh. it's only fair. She she went to the Super Bowl her first year drafted in the league. It's unbelievable. She's a phenom. Yep, guess so. All the fans are joking about how she's turned down the Super Bowl halftime show for the last 10 years, and now she's being forced to go because her boyfriend is playing in the game. Oh my gosh, last night was such a dream. Seeing her on the field, they were canoodling, celebrating the win. It was magical. If I can if I can keep it 100. So I, I did not watch either championship game last night for the AFC and the NFC, right? Um, however, as I was laying in bed watching one of my murder stories, I did catch myself specifically going to social media to see if the Chiefs were winning to see if Taylor Swift was going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> see? There, there were times when the Chiefs would score, more more specifically Travis Kelsey would score. And they would have the camera on Taylor Swift so long that they would miss the beginning of the next play <laughs> of the game. I was like, okay. this is this is out, wait out a, of here. Wait a second. I'm here to defend my girl because I actually found a study that somebody did. They're like, are they really showing Taylor Swift that much during the NFL to where it's really going to be a distraction? And I have a pie chart here oh, wow. that displays oh. just how frequently she's being shown. As you can see, the red is where she's not being shown and the yellow is where she is being shown. Well, that's because when the actual game is being 
being played, they can't show her because she's not on the team. It's <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. She, I feel like she is on the team now. She might as well be. <laughs> she, should, she should be. But apparently she is only shown for an average of one minute and 16 seconds during a three hour and seven minute game. That's that's not that bad. It's really not she that bad. She doesn't play. <laughs> so that's a lot for somebody who doesn't play. Oh, Eminem, I'm sure they show Eminem at the Detroit Lions games. No, I've seen lots of photos of him. I, I didn't see him. I saw him on the uh, on Twitter, but I, I didn't during the game. I don't remember them panning the Eminem suite. But after the Chiefs won, which by the way, Kelsey ended up breaking a record, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. whose record it was, but it was a it was a really 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 good record. I want to say it was Jerry Rice. It was Jerry Rice for playoff catches or something like that. Yep. So, but. Yeah, the fact that she got to go down to the field and they got to, like, hug it out and have a little smooch. (laughs) (laughs) Tavis Nation, we are so up. (laughs) And we deserve this. After all the hate she's gotten. (laughs) 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 After everything I've been through with Taylor and the people in my DMs telling me to shut up about her, let me have this. Let me have this win with the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, I also read, let me add this one more time before I move on. Apparently, she has generated 350 $55 $55 million for the NFL and uh, because because more people are watching. I mean, think about how huge this mm-hmm. is for the NFL and also Usher, who's going to be performing. This is going to be probably the most viewed Super Bowl of all time. It's when she wins, everybody else is winning. So it was a lot of people now all of a sudden saying that the NFL is rigged. I'm I'm not going that far, but I will say that I know the NFL is very, very happy oh. that the Chiefs won this game. They are if, if it was rigged, they are not a Ravens fan because after they did the swag serve trying to throw a little shade at Taylor. Yes, which I'm so mad about. Like the Ravens as a football team, you should not be paying attention to Taylor Swift at all. You should be focused on the Kansas City Chiefs. That is who you play against. That is who you have to beat. And they decided to do the swag surf after their first touchdown to take a shot at Taylor, not at the Chiefs. To do that and then lose is a horrible look for the Ravens. But indirectly, they're taking a shot at Travis Kelsey because going after his lady. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a way of them to like get inside his head. But I don't they, they should have motivated No, them. no. <laughs> They should have left that man alone. Maybe that's why you broke the record. They should have held back. But, Kristen, I'm very excited for your hot man draft before the Super Bowl because the 49ers, who are also going to be playing the Chiefs, that is the hot man squad. All the hot players are on the 49ers. we got Nick Bosa. We have uh, Kristen Juszczyk's uh, husband, who's such a simp for her after she made that jacket for Taylor Swift. Um, I know Jimmy G used to be on that team. I'm I'm looking forward to my research. And so, yes, the hot guy fantasy football uh, lineup will will come back for the Super Bowl. Yes. Can't wait. Anyway, on to, on to, <laughs> the, real, your favorite. <laughs> on to the real story that I teased. I'll make it quick because we we're running out of time. But Twitter has suspended all Taylor Swift searches to fight those AI nudes that were going around of her. People were making those deep fake AI uh, pictures that were very graphic, very crude. So they shut it down so people can't find them. Congratulations on going to the Super Bowl. I'm Ed. so excited. We are so optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. The Bird Show. Avery gave us a toughest time, uh, assignment with our texting tutor because we had to text her boss <laughs> and tell her boss that, hey, you fired the wrong person. It was me that made the mistake. Fire me instead, please. Please. Um, so this was eating at her. So um, a friend and a former coworker ended up getting let go because of her mistake. Avery had gotten time screwed up on a client coming into the office and the client came in a week early. Um, They were not prepared. It cost the company money, et cetera. And uh, I mean, not unbeknownst to Avery, her friend just kind of like jumped on that grenade and was like said, hey, it's my fault. And the boss fired her. So it had been a week and Avery was like, this is eating me alive. I just want, I want to clear her name and I just, I, I need to come clean. Boss needs to know, and I want to do it for her. And we warned her, like, there's a lot of ways that this could go wrong. Um, And so we texted the boss. Um, The boss took the information as well as could be taken and then just said, come see me when you get to the office. (laughs) By the way, HR will be waiting for you in there as well. (laughs) Yeah, no thanks. I'm I'm busy. I'm good. Yeah, I'm busy working. (laughs) Um, So now we have to check in with Avery and see what happened when she got to the office and she got into her boss's office. Hey, Avery. Hey, guys. Well, you warned me. Um, You did you did tell me that this could go one of two ways. Well, many ways actually, but unfortunately um, I did go to see my boss and 
uh, he said that he did a lot of thinking and decided that it was best to let me go. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, um, sorry, Avery. He, thank you. Yeah, he said he feels like he can't trust me um, and that, you know, I made this foolish mistake and he, he couldn't guarantee that I wouldn't do something like that again. So then I asked if my friend could potentially get her job back because, you know, the the whole reason I came clean was because I was hoping to save her reputation and, and her job. And he said, no, that she lied and he feels that he can't trust her either. So, so yeah. basically, that's what we all afraid of. Worst case scenario just happened here. Yeah. Huh? We saw this one coming, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, I talked to my friend and we're thinking of starting a business together. So, you know, that's, that's something that I feel like could potentially be really good that came out of this. We are both feeling like we don't want to apply to other jobs and work for someone else again. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like for the first time I'm, I'm feeling really hopeful about the future and I'm, I'm thinking that we could maybe even make more money together than we did, you know, at the business. So at the business we got fired from. So Lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. No, I mean, maybe this was like, you know, the universe's way of pushing the two of you together to start this. I mean, it, the, the situation sucks now, but maybe this could be the silver lining out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what else do I have to hold on to, right? Yeah, no, for so sure. That's what I'm going with. Uh, I appreciate the positive perspective on it. I'm also curious, how did your friend react to you telling her that you stood up for her and lost your job? I mean, I think it made us have a stronger friendship, honestly. I, Better. Yeah, I need I more than that. You gotta get something out of this. Take me on a vacation. <laughs> Name yeah, your first she, child after me. <laughs> she told me, too. She was like, you know, if you do this, because I told her I wanted to, you know, tell him about it and tell him that she wasn't at fault. And she said, you know, you could get fired and this could not end the way you want it to. And she warned me too. So, you know, I think she, she just was trying to be a good friend. She was trying to take the fall and, you know, that's the kind of person that I want to do business with is somebody who's got my back. So that's pretty cool. So you don't regret it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Deep breath, hesitation. No, it's fresh. I mean, okay, I to- okay. It's fresh. I totally understand that. Um, that that little hesitation there in the uh-huh. response. So that's totally cool. Well, Avery, One thank you so much for calling and giving us the update. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your help. All right. Good luck with your future endeavors with your with your BFF. All right, Jackson. It was a big weekend for you. Ooh, I'm excited Huge to hear about this weekend. Your parents met your girlfriend's parents for the very first time. Take us from the very beginning. Okay. Um, so yes, this is a huge weekend for myself, my relationship with, you know, my girlfriend and, um, her parents were flying into town this weekend and basically had asked me like, if my parents are comfortable with it since they're in town, why not get together for, you know, a dinner and my parents were on board with it, which was super cool. And I came on air last Friday, literally the day that this was all going down. I kind of teed it up about sort of the nerves that were going into it. I was very nervous about the entire situation. Um, I just was putting a lot of pressure on it and really wanted it to go well because I didn't want any sort of bad first impressions to spell disaster for the relationship for the rest of the time, right? And um, one thing that I forgot to mention last week that, um, so Bert teed me up a little bit and was asking, you know, culturally, are there any implications um, that, you know, are out there when it comes to um, meeting parents, meeting each other for the first time? And I had mentioned that uh, my mom has always told me that when you marry someone, you don't just marry them, you marry their entire family as well, right? Um, after the segment aired, my mom, of course, listened and she texted me and she told me something that I, a crucial part that I forgot to bring up was that um, for Koreans specifically, actually, the parents tend to not meet each other until an engagement. Whoa. So a very like committed part of the relationship is when they actually meet. I like that. You don't waste no time. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to... Don't bring her around. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I did feel like it was... I mean, personally, I thought it was like a bold ask for your girlfriend's parents to want to meet your parents because Bert has made fun of me for years 
My parents didn't meet my husband's parents until our wedding rehearsal. What? Wow. 11 years. Wow. That's crazy. 11 years. Yeah. And like, they never brought it up and we never brought it up. And there was just never an occasion where we were all together and we didn't. And so, yeah, they literally went 11 years (laughs) having never (laughs) met each other. So it's like, wow. (laughs) Y'all were together for a decade. (laughs) Your parents didn't meet. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I think that's a testament to y'all's relationship because I know for for me and my parents, like they've always wanted to meet our significant other's parents because that's what family means to them. They're like, well, you're, you spend the most time out of anybody with this person. We should know who raised them. So I think that's a really good sign. I completely agree. And to their credit, you know, to her parents' credit, they did say like if they're comfortable with it. And so I brought it up to my parents and, you know, they, they, they were like, yeah, we're going to be cool with it and it's totally going to be fine. And so the day of reckoning came, which was last <laughs> Friday, and I was getting pretty nervous beforehand and funny enough the crazy thing is um britney a pioneer employee actually had sent me an email like an hour before we were supposed to meet and she had this really nice message where she was like i heard your segment um remember that your families have two very important things in common you and your girl try to enjoy the special moment with y'all's parents and each other and it really like brought you know brought my guard down a little bit and made me very comfortable going into it and so i really appreciated her um for sending that and let me tell you guys the evening went perfect. <gasps> yes, right. it really did. I mean, we were at this restaurant for, I kid you not, three hours. Um, there was never a lull in conversation. Um, my my mom and her mom got along super well. There And both my dad, our dads did as well. Um, there's a lot of weird sort of uncanny similarities between our families in terms of like how many siblings they have and how many siblings my parents have, um, the professions and line of works that siblings are in, things like that. So it all went super well. And even on Saturday, we had spent, we spent the entire day with her um, with her parents going out and showing them you know some of Atlanta and her mom kept on bringing up how much fun she had and how like she felt like she could have sat there for longer and that they wish that they could have talked more and they were just very happy with the entire thing nice. that's so awesome I know well, the thing like is, it couldn't have been better yeah but the thing is with parents is like even though it's a scary thing like this could be a make or break thing in our relationship nobody wants to have a bad relationship with their kids other uh, parents so I think the fact that they both went in with the good attitude made the whole thing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I couldn't be happier with the way that it went. What's the Burt Show? The Burt Show. It's probably best practice to break up with the person you're going out with before going on a date with somebody else. I would say so. It just seems like the right order of things. Right? Mm -hmm. It seems like the nice thing to do. Um, But that's what one Burt Show listener was contemplating. Um, she was going to go out on a date before breaking up with the guy that she knows she's going to break up with. Yeah, so she had been with her boyfriend for two years, but it had been long distance for like one year. Her boyfriend had gotten a job out of state and it was supposed to be a short-term thing and now it's kind of like, oh, when is this going to end? So lately she's been questioning. She's like, I don't know if this is right for me. Like, I I, I don't really think I want to move to where he is and it doesn't really seem like he's going to move back to our city. So she's like, I'm going to break up with him. So the problem is she's not going to see him for another month. And since they've been together for so long, she's like, I think the right thing to do is to break up with him in person and not over the phone. And so the problem is she got asked out by someone she thinks is real cute. She's like, I want to go out with this guy. Like, I do not want to pass up this opportunity. And it might be my only chance if I deny him once, is he going to get his ego hurt? So now she's in this conundrum. She's like, do I keep it a secret from my boyfriend so I can break up with him in person? Or do I just call him up on the phone? And now we have to find out what she decided to do. Mo's got the email. I appreciate the time you took to read my email and the honesty with your opinions. I know you hate when people don't take your advice. However, (laughs) I decided to stick to my initial plan and wait until I could break up with my boyfriend in person. Oh, we got us an asshole. No, I gave her that advice. I was like, you should do it in person. Okay. I know him and I know me. And so I felt it was the right thing for me to do. That being said... I did decide to be upfront with the guy I had the date planned with. No, I didn't give her that advice. That was, <laughs> that was a bad move, girlfriend. <laughs> I decided honesty was the best policy. Oh, for the guy that's not in your life yet, but not your boyfriend. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you pick and choose when yeah, it's I the see. best policy. That's what that is. Okay. She, she's just admitting the truth. Uh-huh. You know, she's just keeping things from him. Uh-huh. New, new truth? Yeah, a new truth. Okay. Well, you know, she's not saying anything, really. So I told him about my situation and the fact that I'd be ending my current relationship next month. Surprisingly, 
He was totally cool about it and suggested that we go out as just friends to get to know each other better. He said he was totally open to waiting until after my official breakup to take things in a different direction. Is that how hard it is out there? It's so brutal. <laughs> you don't even have to wait for her to break up with her dude to go out with her. We're, we're willing to take anybody at this point. <laughs> a warm body, you're going to treat me somewhat decent? Sign me up. Long story short, we went on a quote-unquote just friends date, and it was awesome. It's not... <sighs> we had a great time, and I can honestly say he's someone I'd love to have in my life whether as a friend or potentially something more down the line, i.e. next month. Thanks for helping my thanks for helping me sort through my thoughts on how to handle it. I think we didn't help you at all. I think I did <laughs> what was best for everyone. This is a win for me. Okay. Because I came in hot and I was like, I think you should do it in person. Now, is this going to go over well when you do it in person? I don't know. I don't know okay. you and your relationship. She should do it in person, but should she have also held off on the date until after she had done it? First of all, Kristen, it wasn't a date. It was a just friends hangout. Get out of <laughs> that's here. A, that's a date. That is a date. There was no romantic interaction. They didn't kiss. They didn't play piano. It's a first date. It's a first, yeah. It's a normal first date, yeah. Abby, for some. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> I don't know what those are like anymore. Oh, man. That, well, I hope everything works out for the best. I, We're going to leave it at that. Yeah, kudos to her. <laughs> All right, intern Annalie, um, keeping with the theme of dating, because Abby has sworn off men because she wants $1,000, so she's not allowed <laughs> to talk to them. You, on the other hand, that is totally fine, but you're... Um, you're running into some issues with some dudes on Hinge? Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was completely humbled on Hinge, <laughs> like terribly. Does that ever happen, Abby? Do I get humbled by men? Yeah. Frequently. Yes, all the time, um, which is ironic because I got Hinge with my friends. Is like, okay, let's get this game a little ego boost. I wasn't hopeful at all, right? So I get on it, kind of just seeing like who's in my likes, all of that. And then one day this guy likes me. And I'm scrolling through his profile and I see that he goes to my school and he is so cute. And like, like to my type to a T. What does he look like? A, a brown fluffy hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect, just beautiful person. And so I match with him and we're hitting it off. So I think um, just talking back and forth. He's flirting. I'm reciprocating. Um, we're talking about music and concerts, concerts that we had both been to at the same time. I'm like, this is fate and visible string theory. Like, this is it. He's my husband. Like, you guys were at the same venue at the, <laughs> at the same, same time, time but yes. never crossed like, paths. that's fate. Is yes. it not? Totally. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he ends up... <laughs> over here like, what? He doesn't I'm, agree, but no, no the I'm girls get it. I mean, let's get it. Yeah, some, sta some stadiums hold, I don't know, like 60,000 people. So, there could be some good odds in your favor uh, that you went to the same concert, but still. Uh, okay. Let's be hopeful. Yes. This so, is good, because I was also at a Riley Green concert, so Invisible String Theory, if the math is mathing, he's my husband. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Um, so he ends up asking me out on a date, and I'm like, oh my God, yes. And so I agree to it, and then he pops a question. He's like, who are your top five artists? And so since we had already agreed on music, I'm like, oh my God, wait till I tell you. So I type it out so confidently. I send it, get off the app, and I don't have my notifications on for any dating apps or anything like that. So I leave. And then when I remember, I go back on the app and I kid you not, like I'm sitting there kicking my feet, like I'm brushing <laughs> my hair back, just ready. Like, I think I got this man. He's not on there anymore. <gasps> no. He unmatched with me because of my top five artists. He literally, <laughs> after asking me out on a date, he unmatched with me. What, what were your top five yeah. artists? Um, yeah. The 1975, Radiohead, Lana Del Rey, Beach House in the Neighborhood. So uh, potentially so giving daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean maybe mental man. illness was seeking <laughs> through. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? The, ma the math is math. And he's like, I don't have time to pay for this girl's I mean, I mean, I think if we, we solved the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, potentially that's the reason, but, but he yeah. never, he didn't respond no, back. No, and he, we were going to go on a date the next day. Like that's how we cut it off. Just completely unmatched. And you've never heard from him since. No. Wait. And he goes to my school and I'm not lying. I keep my eyes out. I'm like, I, I remember him. If I see him, I, I just got to know. 
Why like, so? Can, can you imagine if I was like, oh yeah, I actually know that guy who stole your man, flipping brown hair. <laughs> yeah. so Where's she going out? Hinge has a new update that also concerned me because I thought I was getting unmatched as well. So they've now separated the conversations into two different piles. So you have two inboxes. You have the people where it's their turn and then the people who um, are waiting on a response from you. So it might be because oh. you sent, oh, you went, you checked no, the I, I went through me. I went through theirs. I went oh. through the hidden. He's gone. Oh, this but, man was running. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he knew what he was getting into, but yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, I'm man. so sorry. But you know what? If you remember his contact details, feel free to send him my way. Okay. Okay. Abby, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just on my side. All for you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I forgot I'm detoxing. Yeah. Detox it's like, do you want this thousand bucks or not? Actually, I really do. Okay. <laughs> send it to you you might have to blow it for that. I guess I'm going to have to like, put a hose on you or something. <laughs> this is my first three days. I'm, I'm just trying to flush it all out. <laughs> I mean, I'll get you some crumble cookies as a replacement. Will that suffice? <laughs> is, that, is that the equivalent male attention and crumble cookies? Pretty much. If I eat too many of those, I'll never get another man. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm sorry you got ghosted. It's okay. I'm not. Yeah. You need better music next year just for you. You need to up your antidepressants. <laughs> you think this is going to help? <laughs> now you're about to make them saddest playlist. I'm going to be crying now. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. As the face of Adam and Eve, just the face of sex right here, as I endorse them. (laughs) I'm well versed in the world of adult toys. However, I did not expect the movie Dune, the sequel, to get into the sexy time mix. So if you've never heard of Dune, it's a sci-fi movie that stars Timothy Chevrolet. And Zendaya. And well, she's they, only in it for like two seconds, right? But that's all we need. We just need like two seconds of Zendaya and it's enough. She makes it. Which, by the way, have you seen her fashion looks recently? Oh, from, from Paris. <gasps> the Haute Couture Fashion Week. is. She's been off the chain. Thank God she's back. I needed to mm-hmm. see more of her on my timeline. And also, her stylist is putting in the work. Because they're making her look kind of like a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, all these looks are very sci-fi adjacent. So it's like perfect marketing. So people are talking about it. Just... Chef's kiss. I kid you not, my Roman Empire is her closet. Oh my, oh my God. And who is her stylist? Like, who, where do, can I, can I have like 10 minutes of your time? Can you just give me some advice? Can you just tell me like where to shop? Like literally anything would be so great. But anyway, back to this, <laughs> this popcorn bucket. <laughs> so the biggest thing that's been making headlines other than Zendaya's incredible closet is this Dune 2 popcorn bucket. And it can only be described as something that you would find at Adam and Eve, which, by the way, use code Abby for 50% off. Have you seen the bucket, Mo? I have I'm, not. I'm about to show you the bucket. <laughs> and I, Mo. I have an idea. I would, <laughs> it's so bad. Mo, I would like for you to, to describe to yeah. the people what this looks <clears throat> like to you. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, how do you describe that? It's a bucket. Huh? With uh, with like a cover on top that starts off, it kind of looks like some kind of. I don't know. It looks I really, like a butthole. Like, it looks like a butthole. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't get that from it, but now, <laughs> but okay, I see it now. It, yeah. looks like, it looks like a puckered butthole. Yeah, oh. it, it's got like this silicone. Like you have the popcorn bucket, and then like this silicone thing that goes over top of it, and it's kind of like a cone, and then it flares back out, and it has like all these like teeth in it that you're supposed to stick your hand down into, oh. but it looks like a giant butthole. Some people say it also looks like a fleshlight. Yes. That's exactly what it looks like. Which, no shame, if that's your thing. Just yeah. I just don't know anybody who um, <laughs> who is large wow. enough that this would be a good fleshlight like, for them. They, they had a meeting. They had renderings of different popcorn buckets, and that's what the team decided to go with. That's what they went with. Uh-huh. It was a group of minds that came together and decided that was it. They're like, this is a good idea. Okay. But you, it almost makes you wonder if they did it knowing that people were going to be talking about it. Because I'm sure there's actually some kind of significance to whatever this cone-shaped thing with teeth is. I'm sure it's actually in the film. Mm-hmm. And it so is. The, it's like a sandworm thing that comes out of the sand. Oh, it's a worm, all right. I forget what they call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> the fleshlight worm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to eat out of that, though? Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, I'm just, they should not be able to sell this to children. Although I don't know if, is it rated R, PG-13? Do you know this, Tommy? 
I'd imagine it's PG-13. Who's the key grip? Do you know the name? <laughs> I feel like you know everything about every movie. But yeah, it comes out on March 1st. So if you want to get your popcorn on while you're watching Dune 2. PG-13, baby. PG-13. But this is this is rated X, baby, Ooh. at least before you get into the movie. All right. I want to talk about a pop culture phenomenon. Have you seen those people fighting for their lives at like Walmart for their Stanley Cups. What is going on? No, it's a big deal, right? I have not seen a kind of frenzy come over the white women of America since Bieber fever like this. No, Beanie Babies. Oh, Beanie Babies. Oh my God, they're literally fighting tooth and nail for these Stanley Cups, which if you for some reason don't know what a Stanley Cup is, it's like a a big water bottle. I don't really get the hype. But they've been around for a minute. A while. And so why now all of a sudden are these the most coveted items for basic white women. I think it's just when something gets on social media, like when one influencer gets one, then the next one, and then it's sort of like that item that everyone's got to have, and you got to have it in a specific color. It's just, it's very bizarre. So SNL actually did this hysterical sketch about it, and they they did it, uh, they did this sketch where they had a bunch of women that looked like those Utah influencers with like the long curls and the wide brim hats, and they pretty much just roasted themselves. Have women killed for this cup? Almost. And a bunch. This is the cup that says, I'm a virgin, but I also have six kids. It's the cup that says, my favorite rapper? That's Kesha. And it says to the world, when Trader Joe's drops a new snack, I touch myself. And it's the cup that says, I start decorating for Christmas tomorrow. Big dumb cup. <laughs> I know if you're listening, you probably have a big dumb cup in your car right now, but you know what? It must be worth the hype. I don't get it. For more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. It's the Burt Show. The world is heavy. Life is heavy. Sometimes you just need a little bit of stupid in your life to lighten it up. So. Stupid, 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 stupid. Christmas stupid bit of the week. Not an original stupid bit of the week. This one I am stealing straight from Jimmy Fallon. Uh, somebody else is stupid. Yes, and he is the king of stupid, especially <laughs> on his late night show. So he was interviewing Dakota Johnson because she has a new movie coming out, Madam Web, part of the Marvel Universe. She was on SNL this past weekend. Did really well from the clips I saw. So good. So he had her on and they're playing the Jinx Challenge, okay? Here he is explaining what the Jinx Challenge is. Now, here's how it works. We read a category from the card, then count to three and both say something in that category at the same time. Uh, then we say the same, if we say the same thing, it's a jinx. Okay. And we want a jinx. Okay. All right, so you get it? Mm-hmm. Now, here's an example of one of theirs. Types of spiders. One, two, three. Tarantula. Tarantula. Oh, yeah. Fairy and sink. This one was a little bit harder, but they did it. Desserts. <laughs> One, two, three. Ice cream. Impressive, right? Okay. All right. All right. So this is the Jinx Challenge. Now, they did get a couple wrong. So when you get one wrong, you have to scrap those two words and then you try it again and see if you can do it on the next try, okay? okay. But we don't even have to worry about that. Because we're going to get all the jinxes. Thanks. Okay. All right. So now they touched hands because you want to have a connection. So you and Mo touch hands. You're going to go okay. first. All right. All right. I'm going to give you the category. Then I'm going to count to three. And then you say the first word. Okay. All right? You can look at each other too, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel, why do I feel like we're about to defeat Thanos? <laughs> That's exactly what we're about we're to do. We're coming together. <laughs> all right. So your category is name a sport. You're going to have to okay. name a a sport. Okay. okay. I'm going to count yeah, to three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ready? Uh-huh. One, two, three. Football. Football. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> I knew it because yes. we just talked about the Super All right. So, Mo. We, go, we keep going? Mo and I are going to go this oh, time. Okay. okay. All right. All right. We'll just do one of these. Uh-huh. All right. So, our category is brand of car. Hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. One, two, three. Three. Tesla. Porsche. Ah! <laughs> and you hesitated. And you said it. And you were like, ah, we're going to get this wrong. All right. Porsche and Tesla are out. Okay. All right. So uh-huh. we, we go again. Brand of car. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Here we go. One, 
it worked out because I did get there and I was able to surprise him. Now, if for people who have never been to New York City or you've never rode the subway, which is it's we call it the subway. But, yes, it's a train that you can take from one part of New York City to the complete other side of New York City for for in, it's inexpensive. It's a very inexpensive way to travel. You get what you pay for. Exactly that, <laughs> which is why I haven't taken the train in New York. I'm probably over a decade now. It's been a very long time. What? Well, I haven't been there for half of that time. Yeah. And then the other, I, I had a car and I was kind of over the subway. Like I grew mm. up taking the subway. I was over it. When you lived there, did you primarily take the subway? Oh my God, I loved the subway. I was a resident. Said on nobody ever. Ever I know. in life. Oh my God, no, I, I wish Atlanta had a subway system. I mean, I know we have MARTA, but it's not the same. I was a resident on the F train and then the J train. It is so freeing as somebody who loves to walk places. You can just hop on a train and then all of a sudden you're in a new neighborhood. I, I mean, it was scary. There, I had some moments where I was like, I'm not meant to be here. But it, it, I always loved how efficient it was. So if you've never rode the subway, I'm going to give you a prime example of why so many people hate taking the subway in New York. Because in this one time, like because they convinced me to take the subway, I did not want to do it. I wanted to get in a lift. I felt like that was easier, more convenient. But it is a lot more expensive and you have to deal with traffic. So in reality, it, it does kind of make sense, especially if you're going to be drinking, to just get on the subway. It's no traffic. It's here to there. You got some AC. You can sit down. You're fine. Whatever. I didn't want to do it. They were calling me bougie and all types of names. I said, fine, <laughs> let's get on the subway together. And I took the subway. And within just one hour, this is a one hour train ride in New York City. This is, I had to write it down. That's how many things I experienced on my one hour subway ride for the first time in over 10 years. I feel like that's a long time to be on the subway. Yeah, what part of the city were you going to? Well, we were coming from Long Island to uh, Manhattan. And so it's like you got to uh, take two train rides. I mean, it probably was like 45, 50 minutes to be exact, but okay. it felt more like an hour for sure. But if you had been in a car, it would have been forever. Yeah. It, because of the traffic, yeah. it would have probably made it longer. So as soon as we get to the subway, this is like the first thing that you have to experience. Now, at first, I thought, Oh, things have changed because like when you walk in, it's a nice little machine where you can just tap your card. It takes your money. It's not like it used to be. You don't need like a Metro card. You don't have to wait in line to do that. So I was like, oh, this is convenient. Oh, you don't even have to get the Metro card. You just use your own you like can use your debit actual card? debit card right yeah. there. And you just boop and you good and you go. So I'm like, OK, maybe things have changed. So it started off with us waiting for a particular train because it's off of letters. So we were waiting for the A train and across the platform. There's another train that you can take. We chose the A train. There's a nice screen. It's brand new. It tells you that the A train is coming. And I think it was three minutes at that time. We watched three trains come on the other platform. And this one was delayed. It was not coming at all. So finally, the guy comes over and he says, this train is not is not running. So we get out of the subway, walk all the way around across the street. It's freezing cold. We finally get there. We're on the other subway now. And guess which train comes? <gasps> the one no. he told us wasn't coming, of course. <laughs> so now it's another 15 minute wait to get on the train that we're actually getting on, which is a longer route. So I wish we would have got on the first one because this one we get on. The smell came back to me mm. it, it really quickly. Um, there are subways in New York that smell like somebody just was urinating on the train for about three hours and no one tried to clean it. And that's exactly what the subway smelled oh, no. like. So about 30 minutes of a ride with, with you feeling like you're literally sitting in urine. Then guy gets on the train and I guess he was upset about something. I don't know what happened. He gets into like a, a, a word, little ver verbal communication with another guy and tells the guy that he would do so. He would like he would harm his family is what he tells him. He starts yelling at the guy that he's going to harm his like, family, threatening, like, his threatening his family. I don't know. His family's not even there. Yeah. So I don't know how his family ended up getting in this conversation. But the guy continues to go on and on. I don't even want to repeat some of the things this man was saying, but he was threatening the guys like kids and everything. And I'm like, what? How did this escalate to this point? He gets off the train and you start to think you're okay. Right after that, like the train is tense. Uh -uh. It's a lot of like emotion. Mm. Then these uh like these uh teenagers get on and they start doing like this dance routine with, <laughs> with the boombox, right? Now they killing it. They like super talented. I was actually like I wasn't mad at it. But they use the poles like in the actual subway where you're sitting right next to. So like one of the guys did this nice little kick move. Yeah. And it was so close to another passenger that he kicked his hat off accidentally. <laughs> then he picked his hat up and then like gave it to the guy and then asked him for money for doing it. I'm like, how you kick the man hat off? <laughs> and, then, and then you want money from him. I was like, this is this is incredible. Right. So then after that happens, you think we're done. Nope. There's another couple that gets on, and I don't know what happened with this couple, but they just started fighting. Like, they got into an argument. They walked on, and 
it was obvious some beef between them because one sat down and it was an empty seat and the other one did not sit down. Then they got into an argument and the woman ended up hitting the man in the face with like this really large duffel bag. It was like a, a Louis duffel bag. She hit him in the face, got off the train. He stayed on the train and was like, I'm not going home with her. And then on top of that, at the end of it all, there was a guy who got on a train and he wasn't homeless. So I didn't think nothing of it until he sat next to me and he smelled. Oh, he yeah. smelled so bad, right? So at first I didn't want to be rude. So I tried to just sit there. I couldn't take it. So after two stops, I got up and moved across the way. He started yelling at me for moving. Because apparently I was, I was wrong. That was the offensive. And it was about another 30 minutes of riding in that train, smelling like that, going through that. I think that's the last time I'm ever getting on the subway in New York. I don't know how you enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, you got to change cars next time. You'll be like, oh, this is my stop. Next car. I'm out of there. <laughs> this is The Burt Show. This is The Burt Show.